What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Welcome back to the Black and White Podcast. The world may not be black and white, but uh, we are. My name is Marie. And I'm Katie. Uh-huh. So how, check-ins, man. How you doing? How are things? What's new in life? Um, I am, I'm okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what I've done. I feel like I've done a lot of whole lot of nothing this last week. I, I actually, so didn't get hella jobs, you know, we know. And suddenly I've got, I was like, I'm just going to start. Um, I'm applying for event manager jobs. Maybe I just need to give okay. up the partnerships thing and boom, I'm, I've gotten more interviews again. Um, even to firms I didn't, or agencies I didn't think would call me back. Um, so that's really cool. But that's who awesome. knows? <laughs> that could still all go badly. But what's really great is uh, on my own, I got through an ATS system and um I think that's what they're called, right? When the automated resume systems that places oh, use. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, I got through <laughs> because I actually didn't find, I applied for a job and I didn't, you know, try to network or anything. I just went through their systems, um, wrote some really fun stuff, and I um, cool. actually got through to a recruiter. And so I have an interview with a company that I'm excited about possibly. And I, I, I applied for a lower level role in partnerships. I applied for like partner success. So I think maybe that's where I'm going to go if I don't do events. Um, but a lot of times the thing is you do events in partnership roles. So it's not like right. that might not. It's a good happen. skill to have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's probably like one of those <laughs> where everyone expects you to know the Microsoft suite of like Word, Excel, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Even if you don't list it on your resume. Right. <sighs> so yeah, <laughs> that's good. Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Dad's memorial is tomorrow. So yeah. Um, How you feeling? I see a lot of family. I don't know. I've been really kind of doled out lately. Um Doled out how? I think my brain is just done. <laughs> I think it's like this. I think um, it's there's been just so much trauma this past year, and life is you know this whole not having work thing um, and worrying about money and you know bills overdue. Or I think I'm surviving it by like just 
not surviving it like just not <laughs> just being numb like i don't know how to explain it but i don't i don't really do anything some days i get stuff done i don't know when um, <laughs> i think we talked about it not the cleanest period of my life uh, <laughs> just yeah. i don't know and it's like i have all this time to do all these things but i'm having a hard time like i deal i battle depression but yeah geez, this is like something like, what is going on? I go, you need to do something, girl. Um, I don't know. But like, it's not like I'm having bad moments either. Like I'm having good times. And it's a, it's a hard thing to rectify when they're like, I tell so many people like I have so much time on my hands, but I am filling it up with just random gig work or like doing one thing or another like I'm productive in like maybe not the way I technically want to be productive like I'm applying to a bunch of things I'm responding to a bunch of people I'm trying to be like on top of everything but I feel like at the end of the day like I I know I'm doing a lot and I know that I'm getting a lot accomplished but like (laughs) at the end of the week or so I like reflect on it and I'm like did I do anything like I, I think it's because it's it's you know, we were talking about last week, like, uh, sustainable change or, you know, like doing those little things that create longer term change. And I think we're just in the (laughs) thick of the minutia of (laughs) all of this stuff Right. that it is exhausting because at the end of the day, I'm wiped. I'm like totally wiped. But then I'm like, what did I do? I'm like, well, I applied to a bunch of things. You know, I, I, I did some editing. I did some writing. I did some of this and that, um, you know, (laughs) but like in terms of like the longer term goals, I'm like, well, have I gotten any further? Like, am I just kind of stuck in this spot right now? Like, you know? Yeah. I've performed, I've, you know, Mm -hmm. had a party, I've been out, like, but I can't remember, like, the days are just, like, meshing together. um, Yeah, but I'm glad we, you know, I think this is part of it. I mean, we also have our own individual lives. I know you're getting married next year. My dad (sighs) just passed away. We, you know, these are big life events that are happening around this um also big probably our foundation for a lot of us our financials you know situation just being awry and not having any because normally I think you go through these things and at least have something regular like my job was my regular thing and at least that was something I could rely on um and made sure that everything else could be handled (laughs) right but I know it's it is talking to that point. I, it's funny how I give advice, but I never take it for myself. But I told someone who just recently went from like a corporate job to freelance artistry. I was like, you got to be your own CEO. You got to create your own schedule. And that's kind of the hardest thing. And I don't take that in my own advice <laughs> in a way where I'm just like, I'm, I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot for a lot of people in terms of like gig work or contract work or whatever. Uh, but I'm like, at the end of the day, like, I feel like I'm doing way more now unemployed than I was employed. Like I had that structure of like, by this time I'm done with the day. I don't have to respond to emails because I just physically can't, or like, don't talk to me. Um, 
And then at like at night, I I wouldn't go perform. I wouldn't go write a monologue. I wouldn't go write you know like fun comedy bits or anything like that. I'd just be like done with my day and like relaxing. And now it it feels like those in between moments of like contract gigs or all these other things, I I am able to have like little moments of relaxing. So it's like my day is so random and sporadic that it's just filled with those like rest moments that I usually just had a set time of day when I had like a corporate schedule. <laughs> yeah. is, it's a weird way to go back and forth between. I find myself waking up, looking at LinkedIn, looking at Indeed, going to right yeah. before I go to sleep. But it, it's, it's all consuming. Um, I don't know. But yeah, obviously I'm doing something. I'm getting interviews, right? I'm yes. <laughs> getting rejections. You know, I'm, it's all <laughs> happening. Um, <laughs> those things are happening. Yet I feel so. And it, here's the thing: is I think in that I think my house right now. We also our house is too small. Like we need to move. And I think that mm. really, really kind of <clears throat> sits on my head all the time because like. We can't move now. This was supposed to be the time we were going to move. Uh, mm. You know, I've been working on my credit score, doing all the things, and uh, <laughs> now I just don't have the financials. And I'm like, that that sucks because yeah. it just so the messier when the house gets messy, and I'm like, gosh, it's hard to keep clean because it's so small and shit. Like I still have stuff in storage because we had two separate households before we, you know, and I'm not getting any, right. rid of any of my vintage stuff. That's just not happening. So that's okay. uh, I have a storage. <laughs> you know, I want to get myself out of storage because that's another cost that I pay every month. Um, it's just, uh, just like, I, I forgot what my point was, but everything sucks. <laughs> but I get it, like, it all fucking well, sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that we have learned, and like, I've known, but like have to relearn every time. But unemployment just fucking sucks. It just sucks. It's just it's yeah. Uh, it's a big old pit of despair and doubt. Um, do you remember last week when we had our little cringe or binge talk? Uh, your personal mantra. Did you by any chance say it last week at all? I had a few. I'm a bad bitch moment. Yeah. I like think what? they really came into play. I did my best makeup job ever last week. So I don't know. Um, I've also, I think this week I noticed like how my body changed. Because remember I was saying, I didn't feel like anything's moving. Because, and I'm realizing it's because I have too much salt intake. But like, oh, I've been, yeah. So that's why my weight is like fluctuating up and down. But my body is getting smaller, um, hey. which is great. Yeah, and I'm not trying to not be... I don't care about um, being thin. I care about being mobile. more mobile in my body and more functional. Um, so if, you know, they say, take some weight off, those knees come right back to you. Well, that's what I'd like. I'd like, you know, I'm never going to have Megan the Stallion knees, but I'd have <laughs> the Meg knees, you know? <laughs> I mean, you say that now, but you never know. I don't know about you, but my uh, my workout program keeps making me do squats, and I'm like, can we, can we not? <laughs> I'm so over yeah. squats. 
See, I'm not an official worker. So, so basically what I do is for the thing that the my health coach, the program I'm on, is we have a minutes of activity that we have to fill in a okay. week. So it's like the minimum suggested, you know, for your health and to prove. So I usually hit that plus. So sometimes I like, it's just me going out and dancing. Um, sometimes it's taking, I like taking long dog on longer walks. I've been performing. So it's mm-hmm. funny because that little 150 minutes, like just makes me more inherently active and in that I'm like, I've got to move to make sure I get my, cause it's, Recording on the Fitbit and the Fitbit goes to my app and my coach checks my app. Your app. So, <laughs> so um, I, sh- I, w- I would love a more like uh, scheduled workout regimen, but just making sure that I have these daily bouts of activity, like leave the house. Um, it's very, it's, it's very helpful. I know. Just like, Hey. <laughs> You've got to at least do this for, like, I think it's like at least 30 minutes a day. You have to. Which makes sense. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I always tell you to like get up and I, I don't think I left this computer spot except for to reheat my coffee <laughs> once or twice, which is not great for coffee. It makes it taste real gross, but um, yeah, <laughs> like, I just don't have time uh, when all the dumb stuff I'm doing or applying to. I was literally, so this morning, I, I think I told you last week that Cal Jobs, like they made me go through this like training course right, right, thing. Right. Yeah. So I had an initial interview with uh, my, I guess we would call her a caseworker, but my caseworker last Thursday. And like, I was like ready to just like come in hot and like tell her like, oh, I've got all this experience. And, like I know all this Fuck stuff. You. And she... <laughs> She came in with the, the most delightful little giggle and like, it was like, hi, so you're, okay. she's like, thank you for picking up my call. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like that kind of threw me. Yeah, like, like, I'm not trying to go to jail, lady. I'm, I'm <laughs> picking up your freaking phone call. <laughs> right? Like, uh, it, because it was like a, a, a number that I didn't recognize. And I usually do that thing. And that I think I talked about in, like the first or second podcast that we did. But like, I usually say like, you know, if this is a scam call, redirect your call. Um but I, I picked up just sincerely because I think I'm just like, I'm also taking every call because I'm like, hey, this might be a recruiter. Hey, this might be uh, another yeah, job or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, because like I approached it as a human being and not as like a comic dickhole, uh, <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, you're very sweet. Uh, but she's like, I, I saw that you uploaded your, your resume and you have a lot of experience. And I was like, girlfriend i know um and she's like let's try and make this as quick as possible so that we don't need to like drag this out and i'm like okay. okay it felt like she was actually advocating for me and she's like so we do need to get you like um like into one seminar uh, either about interviewing or about resume building uh and it's like an hour and a half sen- seminar uh you could do it virtually or in person i was like i would love to do it virtually um she's like that's that's the only thing that we have to do afterwards just to like confirm that you are on the right track you're you've got the right tools yada 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 
um, and we we had the um, the meeting this morning, and it was a bunch of people, range of ages, uh, range of everything, uh, and I she opened with this little like meme of like two people talking to each other, and I was like, "What do you mean um, my resume doesn't fit this?" I I paid a heavy price on Etsy or something like that. And I unmuted myself and I was like, is that a thing that people are doing? She's like, yeah. Has anyone bought a resume on uh, Etsy? And I was like, no, but can that be considered a full-time job if I do that? Yeah. <laughs> and like everybody started cracking up and I was just like, what? I didn't even realize that people were like purchasing resumes. <laughs> uh, but Aside from the point, they're like purchasing other people's resumes or having people like, make them. I think it's people make them, but like she seemed to be implying that like people are purchasing resumes just to like pretend to have skills. I don't, I don't know what the case was, but I was like, man, I've built so many resumes, and especially for other people as well. I was like, uh, I will do that for anyone here. Like, pay me a couple <laughs> bucks, and I will build your resume. <laughs> I have uh, to look this up now. The like buying resumes on it's, Etsy, go for it. Yeah, we know how much they cost because I'm so curious. Uh, it, and granted, it was like an opening meme, and <laughs> it was funny because I wanted to be like, I have notes about your like <laughs> performance of this, but I was like, you know what, not not important. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> poor thing, she's clearly she has to do this like every week all day long and like do these seminars and no one wants to be there everybody's cameras turned off they're all muted and she's just like i would really love it for people to participate in the conversation and i was like well you gotta make it more interesting than this but yeah. <laughs> um it was well it's probably all people too who like you already knew how to make a resume well, yes. And it's funny because we we were covering resumes and different kinds of resumes and then also uh, cover letters. And I asked the question, hey, how <laughs> truly how important are cover letters? Because like the section before that, we had learned a good portion of the time uh, people, the hiring managers and people are, are looking at your resume for like six to seven seconds. That's the average. Yeah. like. 67 seconds on your resume and they're just looking for keywords and key things like okay so if they're only looking at our resumes six to seven seconds or whatever are they even looking at our cover letters which are just so annoying to me is doing cover letters and she's like i don't yeah, do we'll them read, we'll read the whole thing <laughs> she's she was saying and like granted this is a government funded program so who knows whether or not this is true or not uh but she was saying these are the things that are going to get you those uh, interviews. These are the things that are going to get you those jobs or better jobs. And I was like, okay, so not only, and like I have, I think I said this before, but I have like five to eight different style resumes, depending on the job I'm going for. If it's an acting gig, if it's a producing gig, if it's a writing gig, if it's a tutoring gig, if it's, you know, a, you know, right. child psychology gig, um, and, and she's like, no, that's good to have. Like you want to cater your resume to the job. And so you should have a couple different ones that are like the key phrase, the things 
that the job is looking for. So a lot of them go through these programs that look for certain words on your resume to be like, mm-hmm. yes, this is in the pile of you should maybe look at. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh, but she was like, yeah, the cover letter is what's going to bring you above and beyond with most people. And I was like, oh, cool. Let's just add that to the list of things to do. I think, I mean, I think that there are jobs, like I definitely will like write a cover letter. Yeah. I'm not saying I never do it, but for the most part, like, I think I'm just applying to a lot of these tech jobs. I I, I think I just, there's a lot of, um, it's like a lot more optional now is what I'm finding is it didn't matter. So I don't know, I guess. Um, well, like, I, I think especially in the tech world when no one really has the time to go through all I'm wondering material. if that's what it is because I was gonna yeah. yeah because if I well if I was applying to like uh, education because I'm gonna apply to like UC Berkeley's and they've got you know things like that I would probably put in a cover letter um nonprofits I, I, so it's weird because I would in but in the te- if a tech company asked me for a cover letter, because the thing is, here's the thing with tech companies, all these you gotta not only write a cover letter, like you got if you had to write a cover letter, then you have to have this amazing flipping resume, and then you have to go through twenty interviews, homework. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm I'm not writing the cover letter because <laughs> that's where <laughs> I draw the, the line. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I do get it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like already like writing so much for so many different random things. Like it is a headache. The whole, the whole process is a freaking headache. Um, but yeah. So my my cringer binge for last week was saying um, I am a successful actor, and I said it to myself a couple times, and I definitely like stood taller when I did that. Okay. Um, which was good, which is a cool thing. Um, but there were so many moments where I beat myself up, like, you silly little hack. Like, <laughs> much harsher words, I would say. Uh, but it was like, look at you. you. You spent this long in so many different industries. Like, you don't, like, it's that, like, nagging voice in my head that keeps telling me that, like, I'm not good enough, I'm not doing great, whatever. Right. But luckily, I do on Mondays, at least uh, until next week, I've been going to this class that a former colleague of ours uh, suggested to me. It's all virtual. uh, And it was writing character monologues and things. And this Wednesday, I'm going to perform one of them. And I I was struggling with the piece that I was doing because like tech wise looks really cool. But I was like, is this like a good character? And I had such great feedback from my class that like they're like oh we're so excited like this is really cool I don't even know how you did all that um and it was one of those things that like in everything that I've been working on and like trying to get better at and trying to like hone in it was just it was nice for someone to say oh I really liked that right (laughs) yeah and and then I could say my mantra and like not feel like it was like a bunch of bullshit (laughs) you know smart (laughs) <laughs> you could well I think we always think that 
I think, well, I think there's part of it's natural to just be like, give yourself a little bit of a lens, like, eh, you yeah. know, it's like a humbling thing. Like, I didn't do that great. So when people say it, I think, too, it gives you a little space to appreciate the work you did, too. Um, and and a, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I, I did work hard on that. Like, right, I, I put the time in. So it's it's so then nice you get to, to really say the mantra and be the mantra right like that's when you get to live it does that right. make sense yeah 100 percent that well and i think it, there's also a little ptsd in me <laughs> from our previous job and like working so hard on certain things and getting like you no know, acknowledgement that- not great if if at all <laughs> if at all I, I think we should preface though our direct supervisor we was amazing we love and just he was very good yeah. with distilling 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 stoling bestowing bestowing i knew i was gonna get there now yeah. i was gonna get there <laughs> Praise. He was very good about that. Like, I never felt, if anything, he would always be like, you can ask me for more help. (laughs) (laughs) Which was so nice because it was, yeah, that was just a, that was an enigma wrapped in a question mark uh, of a company. But it was nice to have a direct supervisor say, like, you know, you did an amazing job. Uh, in the future, if you want my help, like these are the different ways that I can help you and kind of give a clear path forward. Um, <laughs> whereas everyone else, it was just like, I don't know, figure it out. You're on your own. <laughs> we, we don't know what's happening. Why should you? <laughs> Why should you? We don't know how to run this. Oh, I might cut this part. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, it it's nice to, well, anyway, it was funny because at the beginning of the year, I told Mark, I was like, all I want is for people to be excited to work with me. Like, I'm so tired of chasing, chasing the job or chasing the dream or chasing the career or chasing after things. I was like, I feel fairly established in my skill sets and like in, in looking to learn to do more, but I just want people to be excited to work with me. And I kid you not. It somehow manifested last week in uh, a contact that will hopefully be on the podcast fairly soon here once uh, she's back in town. But this woman that I worked with on set, um, she reached out to me and said she really wanted to work with me on certain things. And she she was like, I just, I see your skill and your talent and our conversations are so good. Uh, I just want to have that. Like, I want to, I really want to work with you more in whatever capacity. And I was like... I started crying a little bit. <laughs> it was like, you have no idea how like, not just like in this year, but how many years I've wanted <laughs> someone to be like, hey, I really want to work with you. <laughs> yeah. It's affirming. It, it's very affirming. And it's very affirming after how many like endless days and weeks that were just like, please be, please be excited about me. I, I'm, I'm real good at things. <laughs> yeah. Like I did do this good thing, right? Like I <laughs> that happened, right? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I it's funny and I it's not in the same ballpark, but I but I I got a call yesterday 
about a job and I was like maybe I just need to start applying to like even like more junior junior level jobs which is not like it's what not I want to do. I wanna it's, ma- not, yeah. it's not the position that you feel like you should be yeah. in. But yeah. I was like, I want to make more money, not less. Um, right. But I was like, maybe if this is, you know, I was like going through researching like career paths and how long it takes to move on and like what I felt I could, could, could sustain. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So I got an interview with one of uh, this company that I really would love to work with. And um, not an interview. I guess I don't even know these initial phone calls that recruiters do, but they're like yeah. not an interview, oh, yeah. but they're an interview. But or you so get excited like they are it. a real interview, and it's yeah. just for them to get yeah. to know you so that they can weed out yeah. the crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and then when you don't pass those interviews, it feels really like, <laughs> like, <Ooh>. whoa, <laughs> you really didn't like me. But, um, well, or it's just the company culture would not match you, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but when we were on the phone call, she's like, I have to be, she's like, you know what? Honestly, I think that you could probably, I think we should try and get you into a more senior position. And she's like, you are way more qualified than this. And we can make, make sure that she's like, you know, we inter- get you interviewed for a, a position that pays similar to at least what you were getting paid before, if not more. And I thought that was really number that was that's a good recruiter right that's a recruiter who's not only working in the best interest of the company but also in the best interest of you know future employees um this company also has great benefit packages and things like that so you could tell they they really take good care of their employees but that was very much like oh okay so yeah all this work I did do was something like, I'm not just imagining it. Like I keep writing it down on paper, yeah. but nobody else seems to care. <laughs> or look at it for longer yeah. than seven seconds. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, definitely. I was like, okay, this is awesome. Um, I don't know. So uh, just somebody, yeah. Affirming your value and um, what you bring to the table is, is uh, especially right now when everything, when you have come from being laid off. Yeah. Yeah. When they directly tell you this has nothing to do with your work ethic or your output. <laughs> it's like, okay, then why? <laughs> um <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, 
or wherever else you may find your podcast. Yeah, no, it's it's these little wins that I feel like are the only thing that it's kind of like getting me through. Like these moments that I'm like, I I don't know if this is like a bigger deal uh, than I'm making it, you know, or if this is like a potentially bigger deal down the line. Like it just like there's so many what ifs and and maybes and so many different levels of interviews, especially with recruiters or companies or especially tech companies, you know, it it feels like I almost have to reinvest in the smaller wins in order to not just stay in that like fuck place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They tell you to celebrate the small ones, but I think right now it's the lifeline. It's like, oh, I got out of bed today. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, right, right. I cleaned up this shit today. Fuck yeah. Um, I, yeah. So this is a really dumb small win. It's not even a real win. But uh, this morning I woke up far too early, like at 6.30. And I was like, there's no re- yeah. reason for me to be up this early. But I like woke up excited because I just had a dream where I was applying to be a bartender and I, I can make a drink in house, but not professionally. That's not my skill set. I should not be making drinks professionally, but I was applying to be a bartender at a local restaurant near me. And the people who were interviewing me were John Stewart (laughs) and uh, and Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) And I was like, this is interesting. They asked me, they're like, like so you're applying to be a bartender i was like yes i i was like especially for you guys because apparently that's fine uh and these and jerry seinfeld was like make us a martini i was like okay do you guys want it dirty um and i was like vodka gin you know like i was going through like the actual like questions that you would ask as a server because i haven't served in years but you know going through all those questions and um, Seinfeld was like, oh, I like it a little bit dirty. And for some reason, Jon Stewart was like, I like it popcorn. And I was like, sure, makes sense in my dream brain. Fine. <laughs> and I'm going around and I'm trying to make this fucking drink. And like the other servers who actually work there are taking the bottles away from me. They're taking the mixer away from me. They're taking all this stuff away from me. And then an old college roommate of mine comes in and was like, hey, you know, and I like try and introduce her to Jon Stewart and Jerry Seinfeld. And I was like, these are my new friends, John and Jerry. <laughs> like I'm on a first name basis. And she's like, oh, Katie always makes a bigger deal out of relationships or something. Like, like, like we were just roommates. She always does this. And I was like, what are you talking about? And like, at the end of it, I'm like starting to wake up and be like, this is like a ridiculous dream. But I'm realizing I'm like, I I literally have Jerry Seinfeld and John Stewart sitting right there in front of me. Why am I applying to be a bartender? When I could be <laughs> jokes. And like I was making jokes during like all this whole thing and like trying to make them laugh. And they did laugh, and it was like one of those dream successes of like, I made Jerry Seinfeld laugh. That's insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't even remember what the jokes were, but I was like, Oh, like what an interesting thing for my brain to be teaching me. I don't need to go for the role that like, I know I like technically speaking, I can do that role. I can do that role and I could do that well, but I literally have this opportunity right in front of me to just have a conversation as friends as an, as a comic. 
and I was like, ooh, I need to like really think about that today. And like, that's kind of fueled me this morning. And like, that felt okay. like a small win. And Mark was like, <laughs> Mark looked over at me and he like, why are you just sitting up and staring into space in bed? And he's like, oh, really creepy. And I was like, I had this cool dream and I feel like I have this epiphany um, of like, you know, like that. going for things a little bit bigger. And then um, I got a uh, basic, I, I'm applying for this like late night writers program that I'm very excited about, which came on to my desk today. And I was like, if this is not kismet, I don't know what is <laughs> like, it's just I like, I love that. I, yeah. So I, I, as much as I, I'm like, I think we've talked about this before where it's like, I know I can go and get the server job. I know I can go and get the like office, you know, assistant job or right. whatever. Like, we've got the skill set for a lot of that shit and more. But we've got these opportunities sitting right here in front of us. Why not go for the the bigger dream things? And yeah, it might take a little bit longer. It might take a little bit more convincing. It might take a little bit more skill set to learn and understand. But it is right there. And we can get those things. I, I do think that let's not go back. Let's not go for the lower pay jobs, even though it can fill the gap. I, I think you were dead on in the first couple of podcasts that we did. We are very hireable. <laughs> we have a lot of good skills and we are very good at what we do. Stop applying for the bartender job when you got Jerry Seinfeld and John Stewart sitting right there in front of you. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I love that. Ugh. I know. And I, that's, I think, um, I had to kind of step out of that moment for a second that like, I'm just going to whatever, I don't care, whatever comes my way, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, I can't. That's how I can't. And I, I, I feel like I say this and I don't want, it's a privilege to like be able to do this for a little while. Like I can't do yeah. it forever. No. Um, um, but even if I have to take something else, like the work for me is that I don't stay there if I if I can yeah. do something else, right? And but I'm just hoping I don't have to get to that point because I know it's gonna be harder to leave a place and interview. So I wanna take advantage of this time and try for things that um I thought were out of reach before and now I might actually have a chance at, right? Just I owe that to myself. Um, but it's not easy work. Uh, no. And it's frustrating. Um, the rejections are a lot. They are. I think getting through the, like the third interview and like the third interview shit, like mm -hmm. it's weird too, because I don't know. Like, I don't know how many interviews I think is enough or if it's like, cause then the alternative I'm finding is you do less interviews, but you do like these panel interviews. And I don't know if I love those either. <laughs> I don't think I've had one of these yet, but tell me what is, what's the panel interview? It's just like the whole board is sitting there on a zoom You'll call with you? You have like five or six people on a call. Imagine a client meeting. No. Uh huh. Yep. 
where you're expecting the client and then they bring all their friends. <laughs> they bring all of the assistant to the assistant, uh, the CMO and John, you know, whatever. <laughs> and John, John does stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's, it's like that. Uh, I remember, I remember one I was on and it was, uh, I don't, probably good that I don't remember the name, but anyways, it was nonprofit work mm-hmm. in this, in the Bay area that specifically dealt with housing underserved communities. Oh. Um, and I got through to the panel interview and it was all white women. Oh. <laughs> I said, oh. wait, I said, I don't know if I even want to work here because that's ridiculous, right? Like, where's your diversity inclusion in your company? I was like, you serve like these communities. Yeah. And you all look like you'd be scared to walk through the neighborhoods where you offer housing. Like, <laughs> tell me you said that to them, but I, I wish I had it. No, I, I think really it's probably wish. best for you to. I feel like you're always very professional when it comes down to uh, it. But yeah. man, those dream things that you could say. <laughs> I was just, I, I was, I know I didn't interview well because I was. I don't want to say angry, but I was kind of annoyed. It was, um, it, it was an unusual sight. I think for, you know, for San Francisco, you know, I, I don't, not everything's diverse here. You know, it's not perfect, but it, it was unusual, um, to see. Interesting. <laughs> like, it seems like it, they should be their own tech company because that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Oh, sorry. This might be about a job. Hold on here. Totally fine. Okay. Yay. Um, yeah. Gig. Hey. Yay. Performing gig, a producing gig. Event management. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably for so that's what I've been just doing, you know. It's easy. And I think that's what I was saying was very hireable. It's like, yeah, we can anywhere. Like, that's even easy. I should just have done this from the beginning. But I want to do partnerships and events. Like, I, there's this, like, dream amalgamation I have. But I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's going through one avenue to do one or, you know, the other. But the event manager job interviews have been coming. I'm like, oh, yeah. You can do that. And get paid pretty well. And have fun. I do love yeah. doing events. So I think that's one of those things like, okay, maybe this is just what you're meant to do because you keep ending up doing this. <laughs> Event planning. Yeah. I, it always, it's always where I end up back doing. It's funny. If um, you could have your dream call right now, just come in with like dream scenario, dream company, like even if you have to make it up, like what would that look like if someone were to call you right now? I want to do partnership events. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I would love to work with uh, B2Cs, uh, retail. Um, that would be so much fun, you know, doing these big experiential events with your partners or, um, 
conferences. I, I think that would be, and like do the, 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 the experience design. Jeez. Uh, I love like, you know, I love a good swag bag. I love a good, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love a good interactive activity. I love having influencers. At your, I just think all of that stuff is so much, it sounds so cheesy. It's so much fun. It's a lot of work. Believe me. It's a lot of work, but that would be, um, there's so much opportunity when you work with like retail companies and that's going to keep going. You can have a lot more fun. B2B, it's really hard. Um, to have fun marketing and (laughs) you know you could do it but it's it's a creative side that like i think you're very like wrong word to say but prone to like you're very creative in that respect and so over the weekend i uh did a bachelorette party with uh, my future sister-in-law and this was for her bachelor because she's getting married in like two weeks. Um, okay. But we did a we did an escape room, and I've done an, uh, like one escape room before with a mutual friend of ours, and it was fine. It was like it was kind of grimy. It was like not really well done. Okay, it was, it was all right. This one was like fully produced and had props <gasps> and like even costumes for us. Yes. And, like, you know, they, they had a little snafu at the beginning, but, like, we got through and um, they even, like, had this tie-in. Like, if we Yelp reviewed them, they'd give us a shirt and, uh, you know, like, all the props were, like, really professionally made. And, you know, they had a journal at some point that, you know, it was printed so that it it didn't feel like 7,000 people were touching it, you know? Like, right. everything felt cool and clean. Like, and that's the kind of experience that like event producers or these kinds of things they can do. And it just makes it, it just makes that so much cooler. And that's just so much more fun because it's like, oh yeah, I would do something like that again. I would totally come back or I would, this made this special to this day. Um, yeah. Snafus aside, you know, <laughs> like you can yeah. get away with a lot, especially if you have a really cool swag bag. <laughs> At the end, of <laughs> well, I think it's little touches, it te- and uh, you know, and just making sure that. You- and I think <clears throat> my mom is really good at that, and I learned from her. Uh, I've never, we know it, it's great too, because I've never had a lot of money, not you know, been super rich, but everything. If I have, if I throw a party. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you remember it. You take a piece home, you know, um, for my 30th birthday, I had, um, James Bond night. Right. So I had a DJ, I had an open bar, I had casino tables, every, and you know, you went That's home, amazing. everybody went home with poker chips with my name and cards. I just ah. love doing all of that. Um, and to do it at the corporate level when you have a lot more funds. And this all sounds mm-hmm. like very shallow raising, but you know what? Bra- ha- events are fun because of those special touches, I think, the most. Like when you really are helping people find joy, the, come on, it's the best. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Have you ever thought about like doing um, like for your consideration type like with film stuff? Like, because I know, especially out here in LA, there's a lot of 
these like for your consideration like screenings of different shows and things like so i once went to a our flag means death event where they gave us um these like nico will not watch that with me and i want to watch it's need- so good they, the minute a british accent comes out nico's done <laughs> But it's like a New Zealand and Aussie accent. I mean, it's got Taika. And oh, we, that's right. Yeah, it's and not. It's, yeah. That's right. I, I tell you, British. I will say there is a storyline in there that I think they they have. Um, a, it's essentially a person without gender, just because of certain circumstances. But it ties into the story, and they they serve it so well, like that storyline so well. I've never seen a character, um, a non-binary character so easily expressed um oh yeah it's really cool i really i really enjoyed how they did that uh might be like my favorite part of that show but race darby is hilarious taiko atiti is of course bonkers hilarious and at this event they interviewed them and they were asking taika like how much research did you do on blackbeard because he plays blackbeard and he's like i did one day (laughs) and he's like i read through like the wikipedia page and then he asked the writer, he's like, do I have to do this? And the guy was like, no, we're not going to do this at all, historically accurate. And he's like, great. And so he's like, I didn't even do the exit like that he was supposed to have. And like He's like, fuck it, we're just doing the story the way that we want to do it. And I, I just find that so cool. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, well, I want to watch it. I'll, you know, maybe I could talk Nico into it. I just, they, they're not. <laughs> not about it. They <laughs> it's, um, it's they just they you know it's i how do i is say it because this they can't them? like hear like the sentences as well i just i don't know the nico is just a very simple person they just they like what they like and that's what they like like <laughs> like it's just i don't know it the, the, the they told me that um the uh, like especially with like the cockney accents and things like that it Gives them this kind of uh, oh, interesting. Like I was like, I was like I, I don't know. Maybe they're just maybe they just don't like the shows I pick, and they use the accent as an excuse. Because I think British comedy and British drama is very different. Um, uh, but they do like the is it Harlan Coben, Harlan Corbin? I don't know this movies. Uh, I think that's in it's like these these almost like no I'm sure they are based on novels okay but they're these mysteries and okay like not the first thing that popped up but I looked up Harlan Coben and the second thing that popped up was in search of good pussy living without love (laughs) it's a man okay cat I'm like, is this it? Because <laughs> this is amazing, and I love. Oh, that. that's the same thing that came out in Search a Good Pussy. What is that? Is did he write that? <laughs> that's Definitely. crazy. Okay, <gasps> He's an to... American writer, but it's funny. I'm telling you, the these, the stranger. That's one of them. Um, with the, oh, they're just Brita. We watched those, anyways. Because okay. now I'm, I'm gonna. I, I, yeah, oh, he's done a bunch. Okay. Colin Coben's... I'm he's now a, he's a writer, on, so... He's a writer, History. and then they... Um, but it's like... I don't know why all the British people do him. 
Maybe the Brits are great at detective stuff. I don't know what it is. Is that what it is? I, it might be that. I. They're also just phenomenal. They breed some really good actors. <laughs> I'm going to put that up. I mean, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things or not, but um, the character, the newer character, the season, Billy, or no, not Billy. Billy was last season. I always do this. Eddie. Eddie is a British actor, but you could never tell. He's just like that perfect kind of manic 80s kid, super into D&D. Um, okay. Do you watch Stranger watched... Things? Okay, so like, here's the thing. I started. Oh, so he's. There's Polish versions too of Harlan Coben. Um, huh. I started watching. Couldn't get into it, and then. Now I feel like I need to. Because that's usually to. what happens. Like I just, I just have to get past that episode. Do you know what I mean? That one episode that I always get Which caught one? up on, and then. I don't even know this time, but I'm okay. just saying it's usually there's a pin at a point where I've always seen to that episode and never after. Um, <laughs> so I have to watch it though because I know it's a thing, right? Like it, it's definitely a phenomenon right now. And Stranger you know. Things is like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So for the if we haven't explained it already, Marie is in San Francisco and I am in Los Angeles. So we're doing everything digitally. Uh, and sometimes we get a little bit of lag and <laughs> it creates a fun <laughs> editing process for me. I know. And I, I don't do anything with the editing. Yeah. You know what I can do, though, is what? give you solid content with this raspy. By the way. The Geekscape guys are very into the fact that you're here and you're joining us, uh, you know, in the network, and they're they're excited to meet you at some point. Um, really, they would like to have you on the actual Geekscape podcast at, at some point, just to talk and hang out. <laughs> yes, uh, actually, I'm just thinking Geekscape, and I, there's one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit. Yeah, before. We end. Let's talk um, about it. The new Fortnite chapter just came out. Okay. <laughs> we season. have to. Fortnite we, season? Yeah, the season. Yeah. Fortnite chapter three, season two? Season three. Three, three. Okay. Chapter three, yeah. season three. Yeah. yeah. Which I also have a really great asset for when you're searching for like specific mission stuff. Fortnite.gg. It's like a whole interactive map where you can like actually point and click to where those certain missions are anyway aside from the point obsessed because i can't find these damn things i've been looking for but go ahead Ooh, yeah um i okay so i wasn't able to do the event which can we okay talk about like getting people interactive and like just having cool moments but Fortnite makes these insanely cool events that just blow my mind each time and mark was able to play through the whole thing i unfortunately had to like leave during the time that it was happening but it's so cool how they like okay we're going to schedule a time where this event is happening you can either join it or just watch somebody stream it later on uh if you can't make it but these events are so epic and they're so huge and they're so much fun and they're so involved did you by any chance get to play that day no, because I forgot what time it was. Like I knew I was like I, I was like I gotta log on today, and then at one thirty I was like oh, and I and I have not been to one yet. This is the first time I found. So I don't know if it's always like this. You could tell me because you know I'm more of a new 
player. Um, in this live event, it seems that you teamed up um, to make that machine. Is that normal? Do you normally team up? No, it depends on the event. So the last event that I participated in was the Star Wars event. And they had Ben Schwartz like come out as a stormtrooper. And then J.J. Abrams was there. And they were premiering like a scene from, um, uh, I can't remember which movie, but uh, one of the newer Star Wars movies. And it was a really fun event. Like we all had lightsabers and there was like a DJ and unfortunately my my event glitched out and i like appeared under the map but i still got to see like the millennium falcon fly overhead and like it was all these like really cool things um but that wasn't like a group effort type of thing this this was a little bit more like you got paired with four people almost like you were paired in a squad and then you kind of voltroned into this big mech and then everybody was like taking out all of the io and basically destroying all of the IO that were on the map, which is the imagined order for those of you who don't play Fortnite um, or aren't 13 year olds. <laughs> we're into talking about job applications and <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, they don't always, it's, it's different every time. And this kind of went along with the story, the overarching storyline of all of Fortnite where, it's this map where you're kind of looping it, Like that's how they explain just the battle Royale aspect of like, you're just respawning back into the world and killing each other and dying. And, um, I, you know, I, I applaud them for the effort of trying to make sense out of whatever the hell this storyline is, but I just, I just find it fun. So each, each event is totally different from the last. Um, okay. but yeah. I'd not seen something like that before, but it was really cool. I, I watched a video when I got back. Um, yeah. yeah. How are you liking the too. new map? Um, I can't find those damn Tover tokens. So mm. other than that, I like the rain, the rainbow falls or ra gravity falls oh. or what? Yeah. Real reality fall. Reality falls. I reality think? falls. With all the mushrooms and stuff, yeah, yeah. But they don't have my favorite webs. They, yeah, they got rid of a lot of really good weapons, and they do this from time to time. And I remember at the beginning of last season, I was really mad because I was like, "I hate all these guns. These suck, and I'm not huge on them." Uh, and then they they reintroduced the MK7, and then they brought in mm -hmm. the drum shotgun, which is my absolute favorite shotgun. They've got a new one now that's. I don't know what it's called, but I call it the double shotgun because it shoots twice. The two shotgun. Yeah, yeah. two shotgun. Yeah. Which is, it's fine. And I I think I just keep finding gray ones. So I'm not huge into it at the moment. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And well, you got to plant a sapling. Yes, which is fun. To get a good weapon out That's of true. that. I'm still not fully understanding what exactly the saplings do other than give you health and weapons and things. Uh, and it, it seems sort of this, like you plant the thing and then like you can take some of the seeds and plant other things and I'm not fully understanding. Does that carry over through games? Like, is that it? Well, I know it at least carries over through the day because my plant 
was there the last couple times I went there. Okay. Okay. So then, yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. And then, I, but I, I tried to cut, I cut mine down to see if it gave me any special materials. Oh, I was in no build. So even if it did. <laughs> oh, good to know. I haven't. I mostly pay in no build. Oh, yeah. Is that your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I think we should squat up later on today if you're available. Yeah, I have. Well, after this, I'm probably going to play a game and then um, I have my class and then we could do it afterwards. Okay. Sounds good. Just hit me up. I'm always like, and then my thing and then, and then. Yeah. No. Again, as much as it feels like we're not really making progress or whatever, it's just we're, we're planting those little saplings and uh, they're carrying throughout the day. <laughs> Always bring it back. Make it connect. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. So uh, what are your goals or hopes for this next week? Um, You know, I'd like a job offer. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a job offer. That's what I'd like. Um, And, it's you know, my... tomorrow's my... What? Sorry, sorry. <sighs> Every time. <laughs> If if the job offer comes in under your budget, what do you think? I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I gotta say no. Yeah, I'm proud of you for that. It's it's a hard thing to do. It's just like here's the thing. I I have like asking me to get paid thirty thousand dollars less a year, or you know twenty thousand. That's a lot. That's like yeah. Like I've only been unemployed for a month and a half. Like I don't want to like take that till like, you know, it's a year down the line or something. And I'm like, all right, shit, you know. But maybe not even that long. But I'm saying is like I really have only been unemployed since April 15th. It's not even. It's gonna be almost two months now. And you know, I'm moving yep. forward. I also had my, you know, my dad died in the middle of this. I'm trying to take it easy on myself. <laughs> As you so. should. And I'm glad I'm glad you are like making that a priority because so the memorial is tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So yeah. Picking up my um uh my aunt mm-hmm. tonight and then we're driving down there. My mom doesn't want anybody here in the house, so we're staying in the Airbnb. I think it's too funny. Um but yeah. She just kind of want that time to herself. Oh, well, my sister lives there. I just think she doesn't want all those people up in her house. That makes sense. (laughs) I wouldn't want it either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I'm feeling a little bit nervous. So I've just been like trying to do other things. Is, Is it nervous for any particular reason or? I don't know. It's, um. And every time I go back to that house and that place, it's like, um, it's remembering. Like, it's been three weeks as of today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm just nervous about, I'm also nervous about my family being together because the auntie that everybody hates is coming and you don't have to edit that out. <laughs> All right. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we already looking at the timer just to like make a note? And then I was like, oh, okay. All right. 
Uh, it's funny because I told my mom last night. She's like, "Well, can you just be cordial?" Or I was like, "I will be civil." And but I said, "But I'm not gonna kiki with the bitch." <laughs> and my mom was like, "I don't know what kiki means, but that sounds so funny." Oh. <laughs> so, <No>. uh, <laughs> what? I feel like I kind of know, but tell me. You know, explain to my white ass what exactly is a kiki. I think if we're not gonna like sit and te- you know gossip and mm-hmm. you know just I don't Undercut know just each kiki other. like just talk and chat and, and talk about the chisme and you know and <laughs> I guess uh, and I honestly may not even be saying it because that's definitely I think. Um, Black gay men's term originally. Oh, I didn't right. know. That. So, um, yeah, but I, yeah, Kiki, just, or it's like you know, it's what the gays say. Okay, good to know. <laughs> By the way, and I did, haven't said this yet. Happy Pride Month! Uh, I thank you. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Just before we completely wrap up, I I couldn't stop, and I know I messaged you, but I couldn't stop thinking about you know all the stuff we talked about last week, and um, when it came to like religion and how you felt within the community, and uh, I know that we I, like I specifically asked you like say the the dark thoughts out loud and see how ridiculous, but I I just feel like I needed to tell you like there aren't many. Christians out there right now who believe that you are going straight to hell. I feel like those who are progressive (laughs) would agree with that. Now, me, myself, you know, never really publicly stated this, but like I'm fairly agnostic at the moment. And I, the one thing I do know is that (laughs) hate is not the place for people to be suffering eternally yeah those those who come up with those rules or those standards i feel like are the people that are in their own personal hell consistently and throughout their lives and i just know that anytime i'm in conversation with you it's it's not about you know whether or not you're going to heaven or hell you create the heaven for me right here because you're such a beautiful mm. and wonderful person. So fuck the haters and that voice that tells you that. I think one day that, you know, you will be with your father in one capacity or another. And I have no doubt in my mind that he's incredibly proud of you. I just had to say that before we signed off. Well, thank you. I, I'm trying to remember that. It's just, you know. You're going to go through, like, a range of, like, thoughts. Um, and I'm trying not to, My, you know, my mom and I have been talking about it, too. Yeah. Trying not to let myself get caught in those deep, deep sadnesses of thought. So, well, yeah. I I think those, those voices that were so awful in the earlier years, sometimes, even if we aren't friends with those people anymore or we no longer associate with that religion or that thought process or whatever, they still stick with us in like this sort of deep, weird, shadowy way. And I, I just, 
I want to give you permission to step away from that voice and step away from that, that rule that they've come up with. And that like, in order to go to, you know, a mystical magical land after all of this is over, you need to meet certain requirements and fuck a man. (laughs) Like That's ridiculous. Right. And I, I think common sense allows you to understand and know that. And I just wanted to be a voice of saying you are a beautiful person inside and out. And I celebrate the fuck out of you. Well, thank you. Always, yeah. always great with the kind words. <laughs> You're so good at that. <laughs> I don't know. What do we call that segment? Katie gushes? Oh, stupid. Katie gushes. Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's a different kind of segment some places. Ooh. <laughs> Happy Pride. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be back potentially next week. Uh, I might have to schedule with you um, some other time. But thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with us, you can try and reach me uh, on my website, katieelsasir.com if you could figure out how to spell all that you're gonna be like yeah. one of the few um but i'm still getting the crazy random messages from all the russian bots i did have one from a ukrainian bot uh that they, they were like hey we're actually ukrainian so we can because i put up a, a message in russian that was like hey um if you're russian i don't speak russian please don't message me also get out of ukraine and now i have ukrainian bots messaging me which i find funny <laughs> Oh, you know, but if you'd like to message us there or uh, you can always hit us up on our social medias. I am at El Sassy Pants with an S, sometimes with a Z. And Marie? I, uh, well, thank you for listening. And I'm at Mad Marie 13 um, on some socials. Figure it out. Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thanks for listening. And the universe is chaos, everybody. Be kind. Bye, everyone. Bye. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 